What's up? We are back here on the Wrestling New Year's podcast to talk about AEW Revolution. It was a revolutionary night in AEW. It was, damn it. Well, again, I have, um, I'm excited about today because I get to do a plethora of recording because it's snowing. It's snowing in May, damn it. Mother Nature just has not agreed with us. This is why you do not live in Canada. Because it snows in May. I was going to go down to the lake, do some nice fishing, you know, maybe get some flowers. Take that as you may. And, uh, and then, no, it's snowing. So I cannot proceed with my actions. Thank you, Mother Nature. But I can now record a bunch of podcasts, and that's what we're doing. AEW Revolution. It was an historic card, I tell you. We had stuff exploding. We had uh, donuts hanging above the ring. Uh, We had uh, Jim Ross losing his voice. Now, again, I do not keep up with JR's schedule, so my bad. But uh, I presume he was announcing... um, other shows i'm not sure exactly what promotion but um we start the show so it's aw revolution we start off and we got x caliber tony Schiavone, and jim ross and jim ross is losing his voice he, he can barely speak come on jr take some uh cough drops or not not a cough drops some uh herbal tea with honey i heard that that really helped your throat hot herbal tea mm. Good shit. Uh, and we start off with MJF and Chris Jericho taking on the Young Bucks for the tag titles. I was a little surprised that this kicked off the show, um, but it did. And the Bucks performed stereo sharpshooters, my boys. Uh, Matt then holds Chris uh, in the ropes, and uh, and, and then Nick hit, hits a swanton. Um, Nick and then gets the hot tag, and he go go goes crazy. Uh, Nick and then performs a clothesline uh, to Chris while giving the middle finger, and Tony says that's a bird lariat. Funny. Uh, Nick hits a Canadian eating destroyer on the outside. Um, Chris went for the Judas effect, but Matt super kicks his arm to avoid it. Uh, and then this one I liked. Uh, Matt then goes for a 450, but then Chris grabs the legs of Matt and puts him in the walls of Jericho. Um, MJF taunts with the with socket. Disrespectful. Uh, the announcers are then keep calling MJF an idiot because he's keep taunting the Bucks and not going on offense. Uh, the, the Bucks go for the Meltzer driver, but then Chris catches Nick off the springboard with a code breaker. Uh, Chris and then goes uh, for the Lion Salt, but the Bucks catch him in midair with a double su- super kick. Um, Warlow is on the apron trying to get the Bucks' attention, and then Jericho goes for the Ju- Judas effect to try to take out Matt, but Matt ducks and he takes out Warlow on the outside. Um, Tony says that slobber is coming out of the mouth of MJF, and Jim Ross says, It's a slobber knocker. Good timing. 
the Bucks then eventually hit the Melzer driver as Matt Jackson pins Chris Jericho. Uh, this went around 18 minutes here. I think I might actually have the actual times uh, written down, but it went around uh, 18 minutes. Um, I was surprised that this started the show, but I thought it was a pretty good and good match. And um, I mean, I know. Everyone is going to go going to praise the Bucks, but praise Chris Jericho. This man's what, like 51, 50? And this man can still go. I I, I thought J. Jericho personally was the MVP with the Lion Salt um, super kick counter and then uh, that 450 into the walls of Jericho was sexy. Uh, so Craig, 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 Chris Jericho uh, played very well in this match. And MJF too, who... For the longest time, his in-ring kind of was holding him back from being a main event guy because obviously his character and his promo is fantastic. But I think MJF is getting a lot better. He definitely is a main main event guy and he probably will be in that role in the future here. Uh, but where was Papa Buck? I, I was expecting to see Papa Buck after him being attacked by MJF and Jericho on TV. I was expecting him to get involved and to help out the Bucks or to do something, but nothing. Um, this match went se 17 minutes and 50 seconds, just for those who are in uh, Time Freak. And also we had uh, Bread Breaker uh, and Make. Etora, I can't, I can't pronounce his names. I'm sorry. The uh, defeated Riho and Thunder Rosa in uh, on the pre-show in 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Uh, but again, a good opener here, um, and obviously we know what the Bucks are going to be doing, and I cannot wait to see that. Uh, so it should be good. Um, Jim Ross says, or uh, um, that Justin Roberts is wearing new shoes. Now, first off. I'm not somebody who particularly notices shoes. Like I'm not like a shoe person. Like I'm not going going to spend like 200 bucks or 300 bucks on shoes. I spend like 20 bucks on shoes. But even that, like I'm not somebody who's particularly um, or you know like noticeable of shoes. But uh, are shoes really that no noticeable? I mean, apparently there's somebody, and uh, apparently uh, Jr. Uh, no notices. The other JR uh, shoes, Justin Roberts. Uh, I we never saw what what shoes he had, so I'm not sure he he, he was strolling down with some white Vans. Um, the now announcers run down the show, and we get to our next match: it's the tag team casino battle royal. And the winner of this is going to be getting uh, a tag team title match in the future. So hey, that's pretty lit um and i'm again this match went extremely long and then there was a lot of things in this match so i'm just going to say uh the participants in this match uh we had natural nightmares the dark order in which consists of allen five angels uh 10 we had the san uh, lax they side brothers uno and grayson the gun club uh, pretty Peter Avalon and Caesar Bologna, Bologna, not Bologna. 
I said baloney, my bad. Uh, Varsity Blondes, Bear Country, Jur Jurassic Express, The Butcher and the Blade, The Pri Private Party, Soul Cal Uncensored, uh, The Death Triangle, that is Pack and Phoenix, and Reynolds and John Silver. So we had 15 teams. No FT FTR. Where was FTR in this damn thing? No FTR, but we had 15 tag teams to show you what the great talent uh, in this company has and how much talent they have in this damn company. So, again, I'm not going, going to go um, all all over, uh, but uh, some storylines in this was QT Marshall eliminates the Gun Brothers, and then he el eliminates himself as QT and Dustin looks on. So uh, the Natural Nightmares might not be anymore. That's a nightmare in itself, not having the Natural Nightmares. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, and then they... I'm really just going to get to the end here um, with Phoenix and um, Jungle Boy, who I thought had a fantastic, like, three minutes here. So they go... Um, I'm trying, okay, uh, Phoenix hits a to tope through the second rope, and he cry crashes into uh, Jungle Boy and the barricade. Phoenix goes for a springboard, but then jo Jungle Boy hits a kick in midair. Jungle hits a poison rana and then eventually phoenix throws out jungle boy uh to win uh is this match i believe went 26 minutes 26 minutes and 45 seconds as phoenix and pack win and they will face the young bucks on uh, i would assume tv um i thought this match went way too long i'm not a particularly um fan of a long insane matches and i mean there was just a lot going on in this match I'm not going to discredit the work rate because I thought 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 the guys worked their asses off. Uh, and again, Phoenix and Jungle Boy, I thought had like a great like three three minute match here. I thought that was fantastic. And Phoenix and Pack, I think, is a great choice. I mean, they weren't really doing with them a whole lot on TV, so why not throw them into this tag tag team? And I I I, I just think uh, Phoenix and Pack are just great styles. Uh, involving with each other. So I do like that pick uh, to win the match quite a lot. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm very, very intrigued to to see what happens uh, in the future of this. But it was an okay match. And uh, again, I guess I should explain the rules just for somebody who doesn't know what it is. Uh, but it's pretty much just a team enters every 90 seconds. And then it's just, uh, you have to make both competitors be eliminated over the top rope uh, to win the match. So I should have explained that before. Uh, if you don't know a casino uh, battle royal. But uh, these tag team royals are much better than like the, like those first casino ones when they would have like five guys come out at once. Uh, very sloppy. But this was a lot better than that. But just too much going on here. Uh, and some stuff was missed, obviously, uh, with a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, Dasha talking to Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show. And The Big Show uh, has a new show. They have a new show uh, <laughs> show called AEW Dark Evolution. Evolution? Evolution? Ah, damn it. I don't know. I have Evolution written down in my notes. I don't think that's what uh, what uh, what it was actually called, um, evolution. I don't know. Sorry, I I have that written down, but I, that that just does not sound right. Um, and he hints, uh, um, 
Oh yeah, and that show's only on YouTube. For anybody who wants to watch this show, I don't think it's evolution. It could be, but that's not making sense. Um, and uh, it's on YouTube, and he hints that the new signing uh, tonight's show, uh, he can put in the work. That's not very helpful. That's literally not helpful at all. Uh, and then we get, see uh, Paul Walter and Diamond Page are in the crowd with Al, and also Al Snow is as well. And we get our woman women's uh, tournament: uh, Hikira Shida versus Rio Mizunumi. Pronounce it right. Uh, Rio is mocking Hikira by by pretending to be a mime. I hate mimes. I I hate mimes. Freaking bitches. Um. And then Hikira grabs a chair and jumps off of it, but then Rio catches her and hits a power bomb to the crowd. So a buckle bomb in the crowd. Hikira hits a gory driver on the ramp, uh, and then Hikira hits a deadlift superplex on the apron. Just absolutely insane uh, by uh, Shida there. Um, Over uh, um, Rio hits a top rope leg drop. But a kick out there. Rio ba- bounces up from a straight j- jacket uh, German and then hits a clothesline to the head. Uh, Shida then um, hits a falcon arrow for a near fall. Hikira hits another big knee and the fans chant, This is awesome. And it ends with Hikira hitting a spinning uh, heel kick for the win. Um, I was trying to have the time here. Uh, went 15 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, and we'll get into the aftermath after. Uh, again, for someone who's not watched uh, Shida and uh, Ryo, uh, or uh, Mi- Mizunami, pronounced it right, a lot, I thought the, the, these women killed it. I thought that the, this was probably my favorite match on the show thus far. I thought I thought they had ha- ha- had a... Very strong match here, and um, I was bummed because I wanted to see Riho in here because she's my girl. But the the these two absolutely blew it up, and they had a nice a nice uh, mix of styles here as well, and nice uh, hard hitting styles here, and just some insane stuff too, like like that overhead suplex and the gory driver on the ramp. Um, uh, yeah, so again, a very very strong match here. Uh, I would say to go and ch- check it out if you were contemplating to watch the show. Check out this match. It was a really strong match here. Uh, then, then we go after. Nyla Rose comes down and attacks both women. Britt Breaker Rebel uh, and Mikyoto come down to attack Riho and Shida. And then Thunder Rosa com- comes down to help um, to help them as that will probably be a some sort of match on TV. But again, a strong match, and we get the angle of going to set up something on TV. Uh, They promote May 30th is double or nothing. So go to the casino on that day. It's good. Uh, Then Alex is talking to Chuck and Cassidy in the back. But before they they can say anything, Kip and Miro come down, and they attack him, and and it ends with Miro throwing uh, Orange's head through a glass. That's rude. Uh, and then Miro and Chuck come down as, and Miro says that he could have helped Charles. Uh, and then uh, Chuck Taylor com- comes down and as he is limping and selling the attack. 
as it's going to be a handicap match here. So Miro Chuck taking on Kip. Uh, uh, Chuck is being worked over until Orange Cassidy, who just had his head skull dr driven through glass shards, is uh, makes a remarkable recovery as he, Orange Cassidy, makes his way down. And then he hits an orange punch to Miro. Uh, orange and then is tagged in and hits a dive. Um, or sorry, hits a spiking DDT to Kip Sabian. Uh, orange and then hits uh, beach breaks while um, hits a stomp. Chuck hits a pile, pile driver, but Miro breaks it up. A stun dog uh, by Cassidy to Miro. And then Penelope Ford is on the apron to distract Cassidy. And Miro pushes Orange. And uh, Orange takes out Penelope. And then Miro hits a bunch of kicks to Chuck. Kip Sabian is che checking on Ford. Meanwhile, uh, Miro puts the accolade, or whatever he calls it here, and taps out Chuck in... Um, 7 minutes and 50 seconds as Miro and Kip win. And then after the match, Kip is looking a little angry and confused at why Miro would do that. Uh, this has been a terribly booked up feud. It's been horrendous. So I was going into very, very low expectations. And when you go into low expectations, seven, eh, 6 or 7 times out of 10, it usually exceeds... And yeah, and the match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and obviously, this feud looks like it's going to to continue. That I'm not too intrigued by just because uh, the feud has not been very good. Uh, but um, Miro, I mean, the guy's okay. It's definitely not the role that I, w I would want want him in in this comedy role i think that he can't can and be doing so much more but it sounds like this is what he wants to be doing um is his character uh so uh, i don't know but it was a fine match here uh not anything to go and check out but better than uh the build would have you say uh alex is talking way with the inner circle in the back and chris says uh that alex is a idiot head Oh, sorry, is a fat head idiot. Sorry, sorry. Gotta have my insults straight. And Chris says that this Wednesday on Dynamite, there will be a war council. And then MJF stares right into the camera and says that change is coming to the inner circle. Well, if that's not hitting you over the head, I don't know what is. Uh, so this team might, eh, something might happen. Uh, but hey, uh, stay tuned on Wednesday. Matt Hardy and uh, Heyman Page in the big money match. And the winner will receive the loser's 2021 first quarter earnings. Great, great step. I, I tell you, they, they just know how to drive you. Uh, Page counters a side effect into a roll-up here. Matt hits a tw twist of fate on the outside. Page hits a top rope moonsault to, to, to the outside. Hardy hits a Razor Ramon powerbomb for near fall. And then Private Party entered to try and, and distract the ref. Um, and then Dark Order comes out to help out Paige. Um, Matt counters uh, Paige's springboard laureate into a side effect. And then he hits a twi twist of fate. And then eventually uh, Dark Order again helps him. And Paige uh, hits the clothesline and wins in 14 minutes and 40 seconds. So big ma money Matt Hardy. 
Um, it just sounds like a stripper name. Big money. Uh, but uh, Hardy loses, and Heyman Page wins the money. Uh, I thought that this was honestly the worst thing on the show. It went too long, and no offense to Hardy, it's just that like Matt Hardy isn't somebody who I need 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 to be seen going 15 minutes on a pay per view. No offense to him, but I feel like he is better um, presented in a Matt. Um, uh, manager role and on the mic than in the ring and Heyman Page who again I love this guy I I just think that 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 he he, he can be doing more than in this money match type bullshit um, but you know again um, I, I don't know I, I didn't quite like this uh, on the show when again I I thought it went a little too long here um, and ho hopefully Page can um, get a better storyline because uh, this storyline too hasn't been uh, very uh, great. Let's just put it at that uh, by any means here. Uh, but uh, Paige celebrates with the Dark Order, so I guess they are a thing now. I guess I don't know. Uh, Max Cassiter is coming to the ring because we have our face of the Red Re Evolution ladder match for the uh, TNT number one contender match. And there is like a... Wet, like a donut type thing hanging above the ring. So there's actually a gold brass ring. This looks stupid. It looks like a big old Cheerio. I haven't had Cheerios in forever. Man, I'm craving them. Um, but Max Cassiter enters down the ring first and he has a rap. So I thought I should try and rap myself. Just a... <clears throat> Platinum Max, I'm making Tony money. I'm flatting their chest like Lola Bunny. Joba, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I will redo that. Platinum Max, I'm making Tony money. I'm flatting their chest like Lola Bunny. Jobber in the back, got upset tummy. They see me with the pub, cause it's sunny. I got the juice. I cancel y'all like Doc Suits. I'm killing the promo. Got on my hands like Governor Somo. My job. Rap of the year. That's right, Drake or Eminem. I'm coming for you. That's how I've got bars. I spit real. This was not a great rap, by the way. But, uh, I mean, it was something. Uh, so, Max Cassiter enters. And Lance Archer comes out and he hits somebody in the crowd. But I don't know who it was. Uh, Penta comes out, Cody comes out, and they pan to Jay Cargrell and Red Velvet are in the crowd. And I don't know, like, after their big match against Shaq and Cody on the Wednesday show, I feel like they're above going in the crowd and being these jobbers. They're stars now, and I feel like that's how they should be presented instead of going uh, in the crowd here. Um, Scorpio Cry, uh, Sky comes out, and the surprise entrance is... Ethan Page. Yes, this man is uh, the sixth spot in the entrance. Uh, first of all, this guy's fantastic. And, and for anyone who has not seen his work, um, 
an impact. I think him in the north away with Jojo Joss Alexander is a fantastic tag team. So it it hurts my soul that we will not see this great tag team continue anymore. Uh, but uh, I'm very intrigued to see what he uh, is going to be doing in the future. But we get into this match because this was a freaking crazy match. Um, Penta then hits a sling blade while Lance is holding a ladder. Uh, Jack Evans comes out with a boom box, uh, but then 10 of the Dark Order comes out and she chases him out. Uh, and then he also hits a spine buster on the stage. 10 does to Jack Evans. Max and hits Cody's injured shoulder with the boom box. Now there's a ladder leaned on, um, oh sorry, um, leaned on the ropes and Pe Penta jumped jump off of it and then, and then hits a swanton to the outside to everybody. Paige hits a cutter to Lance Archer on a ladder. Um, then Lance is like between, so a ladder is opened up and Lance is like between the ladders. So stomach, he, he, he's on, uh, uh, on a ladder and then his back uh, is pressed on a ladder. So then Ethan Page um, powerbombs Sky on the ladder and will land Lance's in it. Uh, there's a ladder that that's leaned up between the apron and the barricade, and Cody and Pentagon are fighting on it, and Penta hits a Canadian Destroyer on the ladder to Cody, and this causes Co Co Cody to have to leave because of his injured shoulder, so he goes in the back. Uh, Cassidy then hits a top rope ladder sunset flip powerbomb to Paige. Just some insane stuff. Cody uh, eventually ma makes his return, and he hits everybody with his belt. Uh, Archer hits a superplex off the ladder to Cody. They're just hitting some insane shit in this match. Um, Jake Roberts and then hits Paige with a clothesline. And then Pentagon Jr. super kicks Jake. Uh, Cody and then goes for a cutter off the ropes to Penta. Uh, but they did not have their um, pages crossed as uh, this did not look too good. But that was the the the, the only thing that, that I was botched uh, in this match here. Um... And then Penta hits Cody's arm with a chair. And so it really teases Penta and Cody for the future. And then Sky and Cody are on the top of the ladder. And Sky pushes off Cody. And Scorpio Sky wins in 23 minutes and 15 seconds. As Scorpio Sky is the number one contender for Darby Allen's TNT title. Um, this was absolutely insane. Like they, 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 these guys absolutely killed in themselves in this match. This was absolutely insane. Uh, you had some insane spots to the um, sunset flip power bomb to the Canadian and destroyer on the apron. So much insane, insane stuff. I thought all guys worked extremely well, uh, and I was very surprised that a uh, sky one. My my pick was um, a Pentagon, uh, but still. Uh, I'm happy that, that he won. And uh, Ethan Page, for his debut, I thought looked pretty good. He was fine in this, so hopefully that they, they can find a way to push him properly. Uh, but again, a good match, and, and it does seem like Cody and Pentagon might be paired off in the future. But uh, again, just some insane stuff, stuff in this match. I, I would say to go out and watch just like... Like, these aren't my um, particular cup of tea matches. Like, I don't crave seeing guys, like, get hurt like this. Uh, but I do appreciate the work and the effort put into this. And this was an insane match. 
the announcers talk that we uh, are going to get our new signing. And who is it? But we get the old TNA theme of Christian Cage. And Cage then grabs a contract. He signs it in the rain and then leaves the contract in the rain and he leaves. No promo, no nothing by Christian. And he is signed by AEW. Okay, for, first off, uh, shouldn't you put the contract like to Tony Schiavone or uh, uh, t- Tony Khan? I don't think you should leave it in the ring. I don't think that's how contracts work. Uh, but anywho, I mean, we kind of knew that th- this was going to happen. I'm not by all means um, uh, against it. It's just, I don't know. The man's, uh, how old is Christian? I just want to type this up. And again, I don't have anything against older guys. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I would have really liked him to stay in the WWE just because we could, you know, um, have that edge. And Christian, I mean, he's 47 years of age. That isn't as old as I thought he was. So, we, so he can still go. I mean, I, I think it's a fine signing. Uh, I think de- definitely to, to get that, uh, uh, that uh, nostalgia. That nostalgia, thank you, uh, reaction. And for fans who maybe, again, are tuning in for the first time, are like, oh, okay, we know this guy. He was in WWE. Uh, so, you know, I think it's a fine signing. And um, I'll be interested to see if they push him to, to the moon or not. Uh, we get announcement that Darby Allen will defend the title against Sky this Wednesday. So that's a quick match. And we get into our pre-tape match between Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, taking on Stain and Darby Allen. It's a street fight. Um, and we get Taz, who is on commentary for us. And Taz is just not is upset, upset at this. And we see, so again, it, it, it's a pre-taped. We see Stain driving a truck. And Taz says that you would think that all the money he makes, that he would be driving something better. Yeah. And then uh, the two, two, two teams go to a warehouse and there's this ring in a warehouse and then Cage and Starks make their entrance and then there, there's a bunch of like little like Stains who follow Stain and Darby to their entrance and they go and they have a match. Um, uh, the Stain twins are still on the outside and they are banging the ring. Man, I would have like some like nightmares from this. PTSD type shit. It's just like I, I would just be afraid. Uh, Cage then um, de- de- and destroys the false stains by uh, by throwing a tire at them. Uh, Cage then gorilla presses Darby into a two door and breaks them. Uh, so Cage and Darby are, are p- paired off, and Starks and Stain are paired off. Uh, Brian and then hits a vertical suplex to Darby. Walking up the stairs and then throwing him to into a trash can. Brian Cage. I mean, the strength on this man's insane. Uh, Brian and then tries to po- power bomb Darby, but then Sting grabs a fire extinguisher and sprays Brian. Take that out of context, please don't. Uh, Sting and Darby and then throw Cage into a table. Uh, Darby scales a pole and hits a coffin drop to Starks off of a pole. Hawks and Sh- and Hobbs then eventually show up and they they beat beat down Darby, um, and then uh, Hobbs 
uh, throws Darby through a window with glass. This looked insane. Fucking insane with, with Alan's head going through 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 this. Um, and then um, trying to get here. Um, Sting then threw a bat. Um, okay, so like in, in the first like two minutes of the match, Sting like th throws a bat of like a, a two like a twenty twenty foot door. Um, and then um, Darby is up on that door, and then he grabs the bat, throws it to Stain, who attacks um, Starks and Cage. And then uh, Cage is then laying on this sheet. Now again, I'm not explaining this very well, but just go out and watch this. But so Cage is now laying on this sheet thing, uh, and Darby then jumps off this 20 foot door hits an elbow drop and him and cage like plummet through this sheet and they like they just go and go down into uh, a black hole that we don't know what is down there again it makes no no sense me uh, describing it but so dar dar darby and cage are done and then in the rain stay uh stain and starks are back in the rain and stain hits a scorpion death drop uh to win and this match went 13 minutes and 40 seconds um, this was okay. Um, it wasn't great, but uh, Stain, who again is like six years or something like that, I I thought uh, Stain looked insanely well in this match. And Darby Allen, man, and this guy did some freaking insane stuff in this match with uh, jumping off that uh, door and then having his head thrown into glass. Absolutely insane. Um, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of. I kind of thought the announcers and their uh, co commentary um, when the match started was kind of awkward, but it did feel better as the match progressed. And I'll be interested to see what they do with Sting. Uh, maybe does he have more matches? I would assume he would, but uh, about this. And Cage and Starks did what they have to do, and they did a good job in um, selling for one uh, Sting and Darby Allin. So again, it it was okay. It was better than I thought it would be, but it still wasn't great. But it was okay. Uh, they promote Nick Jackson and Phoenix for to uh, on sh on uh, Wednesday. Again, the Allen and Sky match. Uh, Britt Baker, Britt Baker. What is with me not talking? Britt Baker, Maki Etaro, and Rebel versus Hikira, Rio, um, Mizunumi, and Thunder Rosa. Uh, in a six-woman tag, and the Inner Circle War Council for Wednesday. Now we get to the big match that I'm sure everybody was just dying inside to watch. The Exploding Barbed Wire Death Match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega, uh, Don Callis is on the announcer table because he explains he wa wants to get away from this. Uh, and John Moxley. So we get into this match. Callis uh, is on the announcer table, and he says, "It's a great day to die." Well, that's a good way to start this match. Uh, the ref is like in a hazmat suit or or whatever it's called, but like a germ. Like I'm pretty sure it's called a hazmat suit, uh, but like those big white suits uh, that that are prevented for germs uh, to get in. He's we wearing that. Um, so, um, how this works is that 
if you touch the sides of the ropes, there's like explosions go off. Um, and that's a, the explosion uh, deathmatch. They, they start off with teasing, touching the sides. N- no one actually hits it. Uh, then Moxley tries to hit Kenny with, with a barbatic, but then Ken- Kenny sprays salt in the eyes of John. Uh, Kenny and then throws John into one of the three corners, and then, then explosions emanate. Uh, Don keeps laughing at John's faults. Uh, Moxley is bleeding at the face, and then John goes um, through a barbed wire board as Kate Kenny threw him into that, and then Kenny and gets thrown in the ropes two consecutive times. And, and, and explosions emerge. Um, uh, John and then hits a side slam onto some barbed wire chairs. Okay, so they are both fighting on the apron. And then below the apron, they say, is a minefield of explosions. So it's like a board with like barbed wire on it. Um, so they go and they fight on the apron. And John actually hits the paradigm shift of the apron to Kenny Omega and the thing explodes and like Omega like hit like face first on this damn thing. Like it looked absolutely insane uh, here. Um, The announcers plug that after 30 minutes, there will be this big explosion and everything will blow up. So Omega, so Don Callis is right. They, people might die, man. Get out of here. People might die. Uh, Kenny hits a low blow, and then he hits a one-win angel, uh, but John's foot is on the ropes that tr- triggers the explosion, so it screw, screw, um, screws up Kenny's vision. Uh, the good brothers of Anderson and Gallows interfere, and Doc gives Kenny a barbed wire that explodes um, uh, onto John, and then Kenny... Finishes the match by hitting a one-wheeled, one-win angel on the chair um, in 25 minutes and 13 seconds. Okay, so we'll get into the match before. Uh, again, I'm not craving to see these guys try and kill each other, as Don Cast would probably like that. Uh, but but the, the, these guys worked insanely well uh, together. And again, they did work insanely hard. I'm not particularly, you know... I would have just like a singles match um, between the two here, but the guys w- worked hard, and for something like again a exploding death match of something that I have not seen and have not uh, seen in quite a long time in professional wrestling, um, this was a concept that I pe- people were very enticed uh, by, um, and that's again uh, what we'll get, get into to to the end here. So again, a a solid um, match here. But, between the two, um, so the three men still beat beat up John Moxley, and they handcuffed John's hands together in the ring. And meanwhile, the thirty-minute explosion is still counting down. Um, and then Don Callis is screaming his voice, telling them to leave. And Don, and then gets Kenny and Doc and Anderson out of the ring as the countdown is hitting a minute. The announcers are losing their mind and saying that something terrible is going to happen. With, with the explosion, and then we get to under 30 seconds, and Eddie Kingston, the longtime John Moxley rival, comes down, and he tries to get John out, but with 10 seconds left, he lies over the conscious body of John Moxley, and he goes to sacrifice his body for the big-time explosion, and the explosion hits, and... <laughs>
We get sparklers. We get sparklers that did not even touch Eddie Kingston. Uh, and then the referees and uh, the doctors um, go and check on Eddie as Eddie is passed out from this. Um, and that's how the show goes off the air. Okay, again, I want to just say the match and the ending are two completely different elements. They are two completely different different things the match was fine the match was good and the guy guys worked insanely hard this finish was freaking stupid again you work you go and the announcers break down your like running run down your throat that big explosions are going to occur and all we get are sparklers that again did not even touch eddie kingston um and this just looked lame and i really like the concept of eddie uh, sacrificing his body for his longtime rival John Moxley, and now the, they can play up that. So I like that. But again, sparklers. This was very, very pathetic. Um, a that most people were upset by this. Just it was just a just don't hammer us down that a big explosion is going go going to occur when it's very little little. Um, aftermath here and that's how the show go goes off so i heard a lot of people say that this was the worst show of the year i wouldn't go that far like the like the in rain was still fairly good on this show like again i thought uh hikira and rio had a fantastic match uh, i thought the ladder match was absolutely insane the opening tag match was good and the uh casino match had some good wrestling in it and the main event like it was still a good in-ring match the guy guy guys worked worked really hard but the thing is about you might have good stuff uh in the past on the show but what ends the show really kind of sets the entire mood of the entire card and what when you have a shitty thing happen on the entire uh at the end of the show it kind of kind of does hurt your mood for the entire thing uh, so I'm not saying that this was a thumbs down show. I will go thumbs in the middle. Um, again, I thought those matches were good, but I was not. Uh, again, the money match was not great. The tag match was not particularly great either, and the street fight, I mean, wasn't particularly great either. And obviously, the finish at the end uh, was quite bad. Uh, but that was AEW. Resolu uh, revolution again double or nothing is happening on may 30th again uh i would still say to check out the show like it wasn't bad it's just uh the big expectations of a exploding death match i think most people were left unsatisfied i've heard that before um but yeah that i was aw revolution so thank you again for tuning in uh to listening to this in review uh, don't know what exactly is co coming up next on the show uh, going to get as much content in as I possibly can but thank you for um, listening and thank you guys a lot for uh, ke keeping up with the show and again I, I do also want to say uh, we, we have gotten a plethora of support on this podcast so thank you guys so much i will try my hardest to continue to work hard and to give out more content because i know that there are people who are 
listening. So thank you again for everyone who's listening. And uh, I will try my hardest to keep up and provide decent content. But uh, hopefully none of you die as Don Callis is really wants you to. But hopefully none of you do. Uh, but thank you for listening to this review. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs>